Our chalice lighting this morning is Beauty by Patricia Adams Farmer. Beauty, as a philosophical concept, is rather mysterious. It's a slippery elf, hard to catch hold of and impossible to define. But let me try anyway. Beauty is that which glistens on the edges of our yearnings and lures us into the depths of things. Crafting and inner beauty. Shortly after I first entered a UU church, which was in 1992, I spent part of a service reading quotations found in the back of our hymnal. I was a little surprised to find that there were not only quotes from the Bible, which I had expected, but also words from Mary Oliver, Hildegard of Bingen, W.E.B. Du Bois, Teilhard de Chardin, Lao Tzu, and many, many others. For those who are new to this congregation or to this faith, I suggest you pick up a hymnal one of these Sundays. Maybe even for some of you who have been here for a few years, you might pick one up sometime and find out what is meant when you use, say, that wisdom can be found in many sources. Yet a shadow has fallen across our revelatory hymnal supplement. We recently learned that several of its quotes were attributed in error, and that many of these misattributions are from people on the margins of society. One of these errors is with words attributed to Chief Noah Self, Seattle. The hymnal's quote was actually written for a 1971 movie. And somebody picked it up and attributed it to Chief Seattle. Well, my interest in tapping into a Native American source for a message coincides with an upcoming Lummi Nation totem pole journey happening early in June. Now, I must tell you that I am just a bit concerned these days by the rendering of justice in this land of ours. I had the opportunity in August to go to Arizona and to participate in putting water in the desert. Some of you may know and some of you may not be aware yet that there is a, currently a trial going on in Arizona. Uh, Scott Warren, who is a college professor, is on trial for providing humanitarian assistance to refugees, to those who have crossed the border without papers. There is a group that is monitoring that trial. It's the group that I went to participate with. It's called No More Deaths. No More Deaths. I wonder if we can say that together because some of you may want to look at it. Everybody will ask me after the service, what was the name of that group? <laughs> no More Deaths. No More Deaths. No More Deaths. 
No more deaths because there are people who are dying in the desert. And sadly, the desert has become an instrument for rendering death to some who are seeking to come to our country. Now, I am not in Arizona, but my effort to participate in this North American zeitgeist of those around us who are on the margins of society leads me to this Lummi Nation totem pole journey. And a call has come out to those who are willing to answer, and I intend to participate and would welcome anyone else who wishes to go along to get in contact with me or just go yourself to one of these events. You can look that up, uh, Lummi Nation Totem Pole Journey. I won't ask you to repeat that. When Margaret noticed my focus on number 682 in the back of our hymnal, one of these readings back here, and that it was shown to be from the Navajo Indians of North America, she suggested that I double check on its source. Are those words actually from the Navajo? In this case, they are. My online research verified these words do come from a Navajo proverb rendered this way in our hymnal. Beauty is before me and beauty behind me. Above me and below me hovers the beautiful. I am surrounded by it. I am immersed in it. In my youth, I am aware of it. And in old age, I shall walk quietly the beautiful trail. In beauty, it is begun. In beauty, it is ended. So my moments of online research in which I determined the legitimacy of this quote also led me to Navajo historian Wally Brown's discussion of walk in beauty. Words of wisdom that will guide today's lesson for life, crafting and inner beauty. Brown says we have five senses and used his fingers to show them. Sight, smell, touch, taste, and hearing. Sadly, these senses lead people to trouble. We are moved by the beauty of the earth, the beautiful objects we choose to display in our home, the beautiful clothes we choose to wear, Sadly, our senses lead us to desire more and more of the beauties around us. As Barbara Brown Taylor put it, humans have a hard time regarding anything beautiful without wanting to devour it. The Buddhists label this devouring our life's beauties as attachments. We become attached to the beauties we see, smell, touch, taste, or hear. It is Irish poet John O'Donohoe's view that beauty isn't all about just nice loveliness. It is about more 
rounded, substantial, becoming. Beauty, in this sense, is about an emerging fullness. Now, I see this emerging fullness when Brown pointed toward the four spaces between our fingers. Our five senses, he said, are combined with four sacred invisible senses also available to us. These are a spirit being, an emotional being, a thinking being, and a physical being. All of these are also there for the five-fingered ones who have found their home on this earth. Let us consider these sacred invisible senses for a moment, considering first their invisibility. Now, spirit may appear in a movie, but we are not dealing with Beetlejuice here or Ghostbusters. And in this world in which I live, I may feel a spirit within me, but a spirit has never revealed itself to me. Has a spirit ever revealed itself to you? Perhaps to some, but I would say if spirits do exist, what I believe to be true is that they are inner spirits, spirits working within, invisible. And this invisibility, a step forward through my discussions with people about death, I have learned that some of you use, say that death will end it all. It's the end. Well, others say our spirit will move on after death. Some even have hopes for heaven. So I agree with Wally Brown that a spirit being is a sacred, invisible sense available to us, to all of us. Emotion is also invisible. Emotions are, in a way, more evident. Unchecked emotions or emotional surgings can hold a sense of frustration within them. You know that if someone says, you see, sure seem emotional today, he or she does not see the emotion, but may be seeing that your emotional spirit is doing its work within you. As for thought, the results of the thought, perhaps even the process of the thought itself may be explained if you are able to communicate well. Yet all the machines in the world will never get inside the axons and neurons that whirl and twirl in our heads, my friends. They are an invisible sense that leads each and every one to think in the way we do. Thought, too, is invisible. And since spirit, emotion, and thought are invisible elements in our life, and since Wally Brown refers to them as sacred, invisible senses, I suspect the physical sense is composed of more than one's fingers and toes, this external physicality. This sacred, invisible sense is an enlightened awareness of our physical essence. It is the methods we follow to take care of our bodies. Now some place a lot of attention in taking care of their bodies, as well we should. 
But we shouldn't overlook that there is also the thinking, the emotional, and the spiritual life that needs attention. The creation of inner beauty is aided and embedded by those whose lives move beyond the impulses to our senses toward a consideration of the space between the fingers. For this is how our hands function. If the spaces between the fingers, the senses, the invisible senses were taken away, put another way, if your palm extended to a single fingertip, the individual senses would be erased. We need the spaces between. This is not all that four sacred invisible senses complement our five senses. What is occurring is that the spirit, emotions, reason, and body are all linked in the heart. Each human has an energy passageway from each sacred invisible sense right to the heart. And these passageways can be filled with positive energy or negative energy. And it is up to you to decide which of the two will predominate. Thich Nhat Hanh once said, sometimes your joy is the source of your smile, but sometimes your smile can be the source of your joy. Again, today's title is crafting and inner beauty. Those who are artisans are well aware that crafting denotes a process. Sarah is smiling as she is crafting here. <laughs> In like manner, as humans, there is a process available to us that invites us to do more with our raw material. This is where we tap into the potential within ever turning negative to positive, making choices that craft an inner beauty in a sacred, invisible room in your heart. So here are a few questions we ask in this process of crafting an inner beauty. You can ask, would I prefer a positive or negative spirit? How do I want my spirit to be? A positive or negative sense to my emotions. What do I want my emotions to carry around within me? How about these thoughts of ours? How much do they recycle? How much is the monkey mind there? And when does it, or when are we able to put it away for a while? Can we take a positive or negative approach to caring for our bodies? What are we willing to do? The simple act of taking care of ourselves. Keeping these questions in mind, how am I doing with my spirit, emotions, thought, and body? Set the course for self-improvement. Unfortunately, this process is an obstacle that must also be recognized. While we may be going along strongly, feeling ourselves making progress over time, for this is what happens in a process, there is an ever-present 
difficulty we all face, a four-letter word, fear. We turn again to Wally Brown for a Navajo perspective on mastering our fears. But there's something that will stop you, and that is fear. And fear, there are four types of fear. There's spiritual fear, emotional fear, mental fear, and physical fear. They're all very real. And they will stop you from growing in those areas of your being. Which means to grow. And so all the things that we are told is that we must be willing to uh, encounter our fears. Now some of the, uh, the ceremonies in that that are performed are to help us to uh, have the spiritual strength or emotional strength, the mental strength or the physical strength to encounter fears. But as we encounter our fears, it is our individual responsibility to make that effort. And when we encounter the fears, you can never conquer fear or destroy it. It's always going to be there. But you can learn how to get beyond it. And when you do, you are rewarded with four very special gifts, and those gifts are joy and happiness, confidence, and peace. Those are the things that uh, we strive to do in this life. And so walking in beauty involves encountering fears spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically, and getting beyond them so that we can have joy and happiness and confidence and peace in the four areas of our being. And that's what it means to walk in beauty when you can acquire those various forms of peace in your entire being. That's what we are told. Brown mentioned the ceremonies performed to help strengthen us one place that you have come for ceremonies, many of you, is to this North Lake UU Church, a setting where you join with others. You can see them sitting around you who are also engaged in a never-ending quest for joy, for happiness, for confidence, for peace. To summarize, today's Lesson for Life featured a Navajo scribe. Wally Brown shared the image of a hand, an entire hand, five fingers representing the human senses, and spaces between representing spirit, emotion, thought, and body. Holding this image in mind, observing the positive and negative flows within you, and turning fears to opportunities might just be helpful to you as you craft your inner beauty. May the joy, happiness, confidence, and peace in your hearts find joy, happiness, confidence, and peace in the hearts of those around you. Namaste.